building a company from nothing is freaking hard. Us entrepreneurs are expected to deal with unimaginable challenges and somehow keep a cool head through it all. This is The Art of Entrepreneurship, and I'm your host, Jackie Hermes. I grew my company, Excelity, from zero to seven figures with no partners and no funding. The Art of Entrepreneurship is a show where we cut through the BS and dig into what it actually takes to start and grow a company. If you give me your time, I promise it won't be wasted. Now let's get to work. Hey, Kirsten, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Jackie. Yes, it is amazing to meet you virtually. And thank you for agreeing to do this, even though we had actually never met, though we've been connected online for some time. First of all, I know that we're focusing on TikTok today, but I see you growing on a bunch of platforms. And so I have to mention that you do a really good job of not just posting the exact same stuff across every channel. Like I was looking at your Instagram and you have a lot of high quality images and on LinkedIn, you're doing the images and the selfie thing, which I think you kind of have to do on LinkedIn right now. Um, You're posting videos as well. Talk to me about how you decided where to get started and how you decided the platforms that you wanted to expand on. Yeah, so exactly. I, To be honest, I will have to credit Gary Vee. I saw one of his podcasts or a few of his videos back in like 2019 at the time. And I was still not confident actually to make content back then. And I didn't start showing up until 2020 after I took a few programs on LinkedIn. But he did mention the rise of how organically we could connect with our target audience and connect with people to generate high ticket leads for business owners through LinkedIn and TikTok. So I took it very to heart and I decided to, at the beginning, just start on LinkedIn actually. And I realized, you know what, the organic reach is incredible. However, I realized I was getting caught up in performance posting in the sense of (laughs) focus, putting too much emphasis on one piece of content. And I thought I was just getting married to it. I'm like, the one, the concept of the one just like came over my mind. I'm like, nope, (laughs) this is not like a partner. Um, Like the reality is that I need to be able to leverage the organic reach that these platforms have and understand the difference between like an outreach and then a nurture platform. So I started, that's why I started out on LinkedIn. And then I wanted to simplify and be able to scale my um, my brand. Ultimately, at the beginning, I only had my uh, financial practice, my financial consulting business. And I, that's when I started creating content originally just to repost on LinkedIn. I would tweak a little bit of the message above um, the actual video. And I realized, you know what? I'm like, I need to, I'm like, there's actually people that are interested in this on TikTok. I'm like, there's actually people that are connecting with this. They're resonating with the message. And I realized, huh, psychology is universal. Um, what happens if I... <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> I love that. I leverage the platforms as they were intended to and realize, and realize how I can synchronize them and more of using systems to facilitate growing my brand and not thinking, oh my goodness, I have to start from scratch on every single platform. And more of like taking the message and narrowing it down, depending mm-hmm. on where I'm speaking to at that person and their buyer's journey. So that's how it, it started ultimately from LinkedIn to 
TikTok and then carry it over to Instagram more of as a nurturing platform. Yeah, absolutely. I have so many comments on the things that you just said. Performance posting, I swear, sometimes I'll like pour my whole heart into a post. And then if it doesn't get enough eyeballs on it, I'm like, I worked so hard on that. You know, like I have one single tier. I have a really tactical actual follow-up question that I noticed while you were looking at, or while I was looking at your LinkedIn, that you do repost some of your TikTok content, but you do it without the watermark, the TikTok watermark. And I've tried both like reposting the actual video from TikTok. And then, you know, like thinking that it could lend credibility that you're growing on another platform and then tried it without, what's the reasoning behind that? So. To be fair, the one reason why I like creating content on, I would say more of like neutral um, third party apps, or we could say just on my phone or using maybe like CapCut actually, um, not necessarily like recording it within TikTok is because when I upload it, I don't, I'm not going to worry about the algorithm is going to scan the video for metadata that it's coming from another platform. Mm -hmm. Um, algorithms are very advanced these days. And I'm like, I don't know what y'all rating, but this ain't from no other place. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. love it. If it's just neutral, if it's just a standalone short form video that is uploaded on, it can be under multiple different platforms. It can be just the same platform. The thing is that there's no data and it can't, I don't think anything would alter its reach. Ultimately, I would say reach, especially on platforms like LinkedIn, where if you have a community, you have people that are actively engaged with your content, it's not going to impact too much of the performance if there's a watermark or not. Um, It can actually help to move people over there. If you want people to check out more of your content there, you're like, hey, you know, um, I want (laughs) you to see what what fire I'm stirring up on here. Check out my forest fire. Um, Then you can immigrate people over there. However, um, that's the main difference overall. (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. And I want to get more into TikTok. First, I want to compliment you because you are out there practicing what you preach and you say that you're a TikTok strategist and you're growing on TikTok. There are so freaking many, you know, coaches and people that are like brand strategists on different platforms that are like the cobbler's kids with no shoes where they are like, I will show you how to do this, but they're not actually spending time on their own content. And I think that that lends an air of credibility. Um, so do you, for your brand, follow the exact same advice that you give to clients? Yes, I follow it as much as my objectives and my goals are aligned with where I'm heading, particularly in -hmm. terms of there are some brands and companies that they have different goals and objectives in terms of the next five to 10 years. And they're like, okay, we want to scale to seven figures. We want to do this. We want to do that. And so they're not, therefore naturally their strategy is a little bit more beefier. We have more systems. We have more automations. We have fancier things into play. But overall, the principles are the same. It's it's no different than looking in terms of driven thing, driving things based on integrity, on buyer psychology, on principles that are universal. And uh, I appreciate you mentioning um, what you shared because that is true. I did start growing my brand on there because of my... Um, financial practice. And it's something that is very near and dear to me. It Mm -hmm. speaks so much to my soul. So um, therefore, I do practice uh, what I preach. And I'm consistently experimenting 
and testing out. So I'm able to bring the results and data of this to my clients and they're able to evolve as fast as I am. Yeah. And it's great to test on yourself versus testing with client money, you know, because I think like a lot of marketing agencies do that where they don't really market for themselves and they test with client dollars. And then when it doesn't work, it's like, "Hmm, well, we were trying it for the first time. And like, that doesn't always fly when you're using someone else's money. Give me your two to three best practices or best pieces of advice on how you should grow a following on TikTok. It sounds like it's very goals related and probably depends and is different, but if there are a few universal truths to growing on TikTok, what are they? Of course. One of the first ones is to not limit value to necessarily education. Value can take the form and shape of many different ways. It can look like storytelling and sharing perspectives on lessons you wish you would have known sooner in your space. It can look like sharing perspectives of what the version of you two to three years ago wish you would have known today. It can look like documentation. It can look like really just sharing contrasts and perspectives on um, industry, industry forecasting. It can look like so many different ways other than just showing up like a blog. Three tips to eternal youth. Um, <laughs> <or> <laughs> to reach incredible magnificence. Um, so my point is don't be afraid to sprinkle in, share your personality, blend in your own journey with where your clients are at. So that way you're going to be able to connect and resonate with them much more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That totally makes sense. A lot of our clients at Excelity, we market for B2B software companies. A lot of them think that B2B buyers are not on TikTok. Is that true or false? And if it's false, tell me why. Yes, I would say that would have been true about three years ago, three to four years ago, if we're talking 2019, 2018. Primordially then, it was typically working for B2C. However, um, actually, I would say in the past two and a half years, there's been a very dramatic shift where B2B is actually learning from B2C companies And I've helped quite a few actually marketing agencies um, in terms of being able to acquire five-figure clients and things like that. Because people, the lurkers there are always watching. (laughs) It's Uh not necessarily about the creators, but the lurkers are there. But ultimately, one of the biggest differences that we'll see is that those that get started and position themselves are already ahead of the game. Because less competition, less saturation to what's going to happen even more. They're going to be able to cross over and build their email list. They're going to be able to nurture that audience regardless of what's happening with the algorithm or the platform TikTok in three or four years. It's more about client acquisition and market being an authority in their market at this point. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like the people who started on LinkedIn in 2016, 17, 18, the early adopters when they started doing video and all that stuff. Do you think now is still the time for early adopters on TikTok or has it blown up too much? I would say because people have been are used to consuming and seeing certain styles, there may be different levels of creativity needed to necessarily grow as fast. Like with Mm -hmm. any platform, it's not the same. It's not as easy right now to grow on LinkedIn organically or get that amount of reach um, like it was back in 2015. I do think, however, there is no enemy to hard work in the sense of there's been some brands and companies, they start with absolutely like nothing 
And two, three months later, they have over a couple hundred thousand followers. And they're able to open up a lot of opportunities in terms of PR, keynote speaking, and things like this. So I think it's really more about how fast is that individual willing to evolve? What is their rate of self-evolution and overall adapting? And by adapting, I don't mean to trends. I'm not talking about necessarily being a slave to the algorithm, but I mean in terms of evolving their own content and the, how they position themselves, the way they show up, the message they deliver. Yes, absolutely. And analyzing what's working and building on that. And I think it like hard work is always necessary and the time investment is always necessary. That's why I tell people don't get started on five platforms at the same time, unless you have all day, every day to commit to it. Otherwise it's going to absolutely burn you out. Okay. I know we're running out of time. So I have one more question. We covered a ton, a lot of different things today in a very short period of time. If there is one most important takeaway that people who are listening right now should walk away with, what do you think it is? I would think it is to not delay and procrastinate on giving yourself the opportunity to really explore your potential, to really allow yourself to to think about what can I gain by sharing a little bit more of myself, sharing a little bit more of my story, and really just not letting fear get in the way because there's everything to gain. And beyond the platform, I would say it's more about understanding the importance of leveraging video really to scale your personal brand and push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. (laughs) I love that advice. And I think it is timeless advice that applies to so many different things. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And for everyone listening, please share this with just one person that is trying to grow an audience on TikTok or thinking about getting started. And we will talk to you next time. Thank you.